You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into today's edition of Locked On Nittany Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcasting app and making us a part of your day. Of course, if you want to get more Big Ten conversation, there's simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with our friend Big Ten Ben Stevens and the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Make sure to follow the Locked On Big Ten Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And it just so happens that yours truly happens to be today's guest on Locked On Big Ten as we review some of the win totals for Big Ten East teams. I'll put it out there right now. Earlier in the week on Locked On Big Ten, they set the win total for Penn State at 8.5. And you're going to have to listen to the Locked On Big Ten podcast to get my initial take there. But I will say I would love to hear what your reaction to that number is. Are you going over eight and a half for Penn State or are you going under? You can give me a gut reaction. I'm sure we're going to spend plenty of time later on this summer breaking down the schedule and going on the record with the official win prediction. And of course, we always get you involved with that. Uh, Later on in this podcast, we will have the Big Ten odds to win the Big Ten championship that were released by BetOnline on Tuesday. So we'll get a feel for exactly what the odds makers are looking at for Penn State and their Big Ten title shot. I do have an error from yesterday's podcast that I need to address coming up in our first segment and later on in our third and final segment, a little bit of an update on the status in Pennsylvania and what it means for Penn State football moving into the fall. So lots of ground to cover in today's edition of the podcast. Thank you for following along and subscribing on your favorite podcasting app. Of course, we're on the Odyssey app. If you haven't updated it on your phones yet, make sure you do that. You not only get access to the Locked On Nittany Lions, but everything else going on across the Locked On Podcast Network. And there's so much more to offer on the Odyssey app. So make sure you download it today and start listening to Locked On Nittany Lions and all of your favorite podcasts and radio stations. Of course, we're also available on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, Spotify. Basically, wherever you get a podcast, we are available. So make sure you follow. Make sure you leave those ratings and reviews. Take a screenshot of your five-star review and pass it along to us on our Twitter account. We're on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. And of course, we will shout you out and show our appreciation at some point during the week if you do that. Of course, we're also on Facebook, so give us a like there at facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And check out our pages on Instagram and on Twitch, all using the username of LockedOnNittany. That's a lot out of the way. Let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. And I do want to address the uh, the latest error I have made on the podcast. And, and thank you to those who were listening to yesterday for pointing this out to me. So yesterday we were talking about Justin Shorter. It was a Twitter Tuesday mailbag question from my buddy uh, Adam Dubbin from Gators Wire. Wanted to know if Penn State was missing Justin Shorter. And I made the, uh, the, the callback saying that Justin Shorter... Uh, didn't have a whole lot of experience at Penn State, but he did catch the game-winning touchdown against Iowa in on the final play of the game from Trace McSorley. That was obviously wrong. I thought of the wrong transfer quarterback or the transfer wide receiver, and that was actually Jawan Johnson who transferred to Oregon, uh, not Justin Shorter who transferred to Florida. So first and foremost, I absolutely hate making mistakes like that. And I know I've made mistakes before and it's just one of those things where I'm speaking and and maybe all of a sudden I'm I'm thinking of the wrong guy and I think of the wrong memory and I put that in the podcast. I put together the podcast, I edit it. And when I'm going back and editing and putting together everything, I, I don't catch it. 
sometimes it slips by and I realize way too far afterward that I made a mistake and it's just nothing I can do about it at this point other than hope that nobody catches it. Well, this was a pretty glaring error, so I do sincerely apologize for that. I hate making errors like that and I will have to own up to it when I do make those errors. So on one hand, I hate making errors like that and having people think that I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, there are plenty of other reasons for people to say that I don't know what I'm talking about, I guess. But on the other hand, I do sincerely appreciate those of you who did reach out to me either on Facebook or on Twitter, and I had people correcting me on both ends, uh, but I do sincerely thank you guys for reaching out and making sure I was aware of that error. Uh, it tells me that people listen to the podcast first and foremost, and that is awesome. Thank you so much for doing that and that you care enough to reach out to me and let me know that I made a mistake. Uh, that I do sincerely ap appreciate uh, the feedback, the, uh, the constructive criticism, and you know, pointing out my mistakes when they are made. So when I do make a mistake, don't hesitate to let me know on Facebook or on Twitter. Reach out to me, send me a tweet, send me a Facebook message, or just leave a comment somewhere. I will very likely see it at some point in time. And uh, this was just one of those errors where it seemed like everybody caught it. And like I said, it was a pretty easy error to catch. Uh, so I do apologize for that. But I do sincerely appreciate and thank every one of you who reached out to me and let me know that there was an error. So I wanted to make sure I addressed that with you guys. I did say I was going to do that to a couple people that responded to me. So there you go. I had, <laughs> I had to make amends here and I will do my best to make sure that that doesn't happen again. But again, it's a little bit of a, on one hand, on I hate it. On the other hand, I love it because I know that people are listening and people are reaching out to me and I want to keep that going. I want to keep the conversation going. I enjoy talking about Penn State football with you guys. Uh, again, I may make a mistake somewhere along the way. It happens. Uh, so we move on. But I do uh, want to say just once again, thank you so much for listening. It really does mean a lot to me that uh, some of you guys out there uh, took it upon yourselves to make sure that I was aware of the error. So I'll make this promise to you right now. I will try to make no mistakes for the rest of this episode of Locked on Nittany Lions. One thing that is most definitely not a mistake is making Built Bar a part of your daily routine. That's right, Built Bars. They are the protein bars that taste just like chocolate bars. They've got such an amazing array of flavors, and they are always throwing out some limited editions or bringing back fan favorites due to popular demand. Some of the flavors they have right now include coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate and salted caramel. And like I said, they're always adding something new to the rotation. So you want to make sure you're following Built Bar on Twitter at bar underscore built. And you're going to get the first updates as soon as they have new flavors for you to check out. And if you want to see everything that's available, all you have to do is go to builtbar.com. And when you place your order there, make sure you use the promo code LOCKED15 and you're going to get 15% off your first order. Once again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. I can tell that we are entering the portion of the offseason where we are turning and making that transition officially into preseason mode. How do I know that? Well, on Tuesday, I received an email, as I do from a number of different college football programs around the country. I received one from Tennessee letting me know that their season opener has been moved up to Thursday and it's going to be played in prime time on the SEC Network against Bowling Green. So we are now at the stage of the offseason where we are starting to get kickoff times confirmed 
for week one, week zero, week two. It's a very exciting time. Obviously, there's a lot more to fill in on the schedule, but we're starting to get into the area where we're going to start getting more and more information about when some of the games are going to be played. And that's all cool and well, but we're also at the point of the offseason where we are getting more updated preseason odds to win conference championships. So on Tuesday, the folks over at Bet Online sent out all of their Power Conference Conference Championship odds for the 2021 season. Now, there's always a chance that some of these could change a little bit between now and the start of the season, but we are now officially on the record with Big Ten Conference Championship odds for the 2021 season. We're going to run through them with you right now. We also did this over on the Locked On Big Ten podcast as well, so if you want a few more thoughts uh, from myself and from Big Ten Ben Stevens, make sure you go check out today's edition of Locked On Big Ten. But here are the Big Ten Championship odds, courtesy of our friends over at Bet Online, And there is absolutely no surprise which team has the best odds to win the Big Ten Championship in 2021. That would be the Ohio State Buckeyes at two to three favorites to win the Big Ten this year. No real surprise. We all know that Ohio State has put themselves on a little bit of a different pedigree compared to the rest of the conference. They certainly have so much talent that they can rely on. Odds are they're going to win a lot of football games this year, and they will be the team to beat. This is a team that just played for the national championship last season, and even though they are sending off some big-name players off to the NFL, including Justin Fields, it doesn't really matter because Ohio State just kind of reloads, and they are ready to step back, back into the mix as far as competing for a Big Ten championship and potentially a spot in the college football playoffs. So Ohio State at 2-3 to three odds. Absolutely not surprising at all. Who has the second best odds? That would be the Wisconsin Badgers at 8-1. to one. And it always feels as though Ohio State is going to have the best odds and a team from the Big Ten West is going to have the second best odds. And there's some logic behind that. First and foremost, you know that Ohio State is still the team to beat. So if Ohio State is your favorite to win the Big Ten Championship, then they are your favorite to win the Big Ten East. And that's going to knock schools like Penn State and Michigan down a couple spots as these odds are put together. So when you see Penn State uh, following a couple teams, maybe even out of the Big Ten West, don't be too alarmed. It's just because there is such high probability that Ohio State is going to play for the Big Ten Championship that it makes it that much more difficult for a team like Penn State to get better odds to win the Big Ten Championship. But Wisconsin is your second best team. They are the favorite out of the Big Ten West based on these odds, and they've got 8-1 to one odds to win the Big Ten Championship. Not real surprising there either. Of course, Penn State is going to open up the season on the road against Wisconsin in week one of the season. So a really good measuring stick game right out of the gates, really for Penn State and Wisconsin. It's a good matchup for both teams to see exactly where they are and where they need to go before jumping back into conference play later on in that month. So uh, Wisconsin at eight to one odds. Again, no real uh, serious contention for me having Wisconsin as the team to beat in the Big Ten West. I think that that is probably a safe bet more often than not. Uh, obviously, last year Northwestern was your Big Ten West champion and got a chance to play uh, for the Big Ten championship for the second time in what three years? I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head. Again, that might be a mistake though, so feel free to call me out for that. Uh, but I do think that uh, Wisconsin getting second best odds, not real surprising at all. I'm certainly on board with that. And again, really looking forward to seeing what Penn State does in that week one matchup against the Badgers. 
So your your next best bet to win the Big Ten Championship, we're going back to the Big Ten East. And it's Penn State and it's Michigan. Penn State and Michigan both have 17-2 to 2 odds to win the Big Ten Championship this year. And Michigan's one of those schools where they will tend to get a little bit of an influence from the betters because a lot of people put money on Michigan in a yearly basis. It's kind of like Notre Dame uh, and Alabama, obviously. Well, Alabama's one thing. But you know, Notre Dame always gets a few extra bucks just because of Notre Dame uh, from the betters out there. Michigan tends to be in that same category. However, at 17 to 2 odds, the same odds as Penn State, I am kind of on board with that. And for the first time, we're seeing somebody think a little bit better of Penn State and Michigan compared to Indiana. Indiana has 12 to 1 odds to win the Big Ten Championship. And again, these odds are always a little skewed because they play in the same division as uh, Ohio State. But uh, you know, we're getting our first look at uh, some source that views Penn State and Michigan a little bit more respectful than Indiana. And Indiana certainly coming off a wildly successful season last year, uh, including wins against Penn State and Michigan. But I do think that Indiana is one of those teams that probably going to take a little bit of a step back. And that's probably because teams like Penn State and Michigan might take a step forward this year. So that's going to have to come to the expense at somebody. And Indiana could be that team. Now, Indiana 12 to 1, not necessarily terrible odds. But again, getting by Ohio State is going to be the big question mark. Uh, Indiana has the same odds as Northwestern out of the Big Ten West. So Northwestern and Indiana both at 12 to 1. I did not mention that Iowa uh, comes between Penn State and Indiana with 11 to 1 odds. And again, second best team on the Big Ten West side of things as far as these odds are concerned. I'm kind of right on board with that. I do think that Wisconsin is just a little bit of ahead of Iowa. So Wisconsin eight to one, Iowa at eleven to one, seems about right to me as far as that's all put together. And again, Northwestern at twelve to one, Nebraska at fourteen to one, Minnesota at twenty to one. Uh, again, staking in that Big Ten West division. And then we go back into the Big Ten East. There's actually a few teams in the Big Ten East with fifty to one odds. That it would be Michigan State and Rutgers. Uh, go back into the Big Ten West. Purdue also has fifty to one odds. And then Maryland has 80 to 1 shot to win it all in the Big Ten, and Illinois at 100 to 1, the longest of long shots as far as Big Ten teams are concerned. I will say that the Maryland odds surprised me a little bit, especially compared to Rutgers. Uh, I don't know what the odds makers at Bet Online are thinking with regard to Rutgers and Maryland, but to me, that feels a little off. You know, if I have to choose just between those two, I think Maryland is the team that should have the 50 to 1 odds compared to Rutgers. I don't know where they think that Rutgers is that significantly better than Maryland, I think it should absolutely be the other way around uh, at the very least. So those odds are pretty surprising to me, seeing Maryland that far down. Now, again, they are in the same division as Ohio State, but so is Rutgers. So why is Rutgers at 50-1 to and Maryland at 80-1? to I need somebody to explain that one to me. If you have any thoughts on that, reach out to us on our Twitter account, at LockedOnNittany. And there you have it. Those are the odds. We will share this on our Instagram and our Twitter page. So make sure you check this out on Instagram and Twitter and react to these odds as well. Let me know what you think about Penn State at 17 to 2. Which team deserves better odds? Which team has odds that you just can't explain being so high? I would love to hear your reaction. So reach out to us on our Twitter account at LockedOnNittany. And don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Instagram.com slash LockedOnNittany.
Of course, make sure to check out Bet Online for all of these Big Ten championship odds as well as the championship odds for every other conference that's going on out there. And of course, with the NHL playoffs underway, the NBA season getting ready to go into that postseason, there is no better place or time to get involved in sports gambling than with Bet Online. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action. They've even got you covered for the baseball season. You like some MMA action, they've got you covered there as well. All the latest news, odds, info for all of your sporting needs right on betonline.ag and signing up for an account is absolutely free so make sure you head to their website on your laptop or your desktop or even on your phone at betonline.ag sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on top of your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on that is a lot of free money depending on the size of your initial deposit and if you want to make the best use of that make sure you check out the locked on bets podcast to get all the advice on how you should be placing your wagers on all the sports action one more time that promo code for that 50 percent welcome bonus is locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n bet online your online sportsbook experts So as we continue to move into the summer and get ready for the college football season in the fall, one of the big questions that a lot of people still have is just how many fans are going to be allowed into Beaver Stadium when it comes time to kicking off on September 11th against Ball State. Now, the state is trending in a good direction. There's no question about that. The numbers are indicating that we are starting to make some progress in the fight against COVID-19. Vaccinations are ongoing right now and more and more people are getting them and the hospital cases and the, the death count is continuing to trend in a good direction here in the United States, here in Pennsylvania. And that is all well and good. Now we are still here in the middle of May. There's still a long way to go before we get into September. But if we continue on this track, it does look as though we're going to have more and more fans available inside Beaver Stadium. And on Tuesday, we got another one of those updates from the governor's office in Harrisburg with the Wolf administration announcing that they were increasing the maximum occupancy limits for both indoor events and outdoor events. Effective next week, I believe on May 17th, we're going to see the indoor maximum occupancy increase to 50% and the outdoor maximum occupancy is going to increase to 75%. So that's pretty cool, right? Now, obviously, they're still advising that uh, event locations still monitor social distancing and all that stuff. So uh, the question of how many fans of a 75% full Beaver Stadium can actually be attending, uh, that still remains to be seen because I'm sure Penn State is going to do their best to adhere to any social distancing guidelines as much as they possibly can uh, by the time football season rolls around. But closer to 75%, that's pretty good, right? You know, a 75% full Beaver Stadium is still better than a 0% full Beaver Stadium. Obviously, the closer we can get to 100% would be awesome. Hey, I would love to see that get up to 102, 103%. You know how it all goes. But uh, the, the bottom line is, starting next week, we're making that next step, getting towards another step closer to a full whiteout atmosphere uh, at some point this season, whether it's for the Auburn game or when Michigan comes into town. I think by the time we get to that Michigan game, uh, if we continue on this track, we could have a full Beaver Stadium. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. So I'm, I'm certainly not an expert on this uh, situation, but it's just something that I continue to monitor and I have to react to it. And I love the fact that we are getting some more steps towards a little bit more normalcy. And I'm not going to make this a big issue uh, one way or the other, but 
I will say I am fully vaccinated. Hopefully you guys are as well, or at least uh, in the process of getting there. And the more and more people get vaccinated, the more and more likely it is, it, just realistically, that we are going to see full stadiums once again throughout the state of Pennsylvania. Now, Philadelphia is going to play by their own rules. I'm not exactly sure what the situation is in Pittsburgh, but the fact that we are seeing outdoor events being increased to 75% capacity that is a giant step in the right direction. Now, I will note that uh, the 50% indoor limitations are coming at a good time for some of the other professional teams in the state of Pennsylvania. Obviously, with the Pittsburgh Penguins in the playoffs, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers uh, locking down the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, that's going to be good for their home ice, home court advantage uh, throughout their various playoff runs. And, and hopefully that leads to some good things as well. And hopefully we see good results coming out of both of those locations throughout these playoffs that are upcoming here for both of those franchises. And of course, a shout out to Locked on Penguins and Locked on Sixers. You definitely want to check out those podcasts for all the postseason action going on in the state of Pennsylvania this year. But I do think that, uh, again, uh, we're still just monitoring to see what's going to happen now with outdoor events. So Pittsburgh Pirates still ongoing, although they're probably not going to be a big draw anyway. Philadelphia Phillies, of course, in Citizens Bank Park, are uh, still kind of uh, increasing their capacity as well on you know Philadelphia again does things a little bit differently so the Phillies and any Philadelphia team may have a little bit few more limitations on exactly what they can do but again steps in the right direction baby steps anybody ever see what about Bob and the advice that he was getting played by Bill Murray uh just baby steps on the bus baby steps uh, to the seat baby steps to the store we're taking baby steps and it is perfectly fine to do that. I understand the people are getting a little tired of everything that we've been going through for the last year, year and a half at this point. Uh, but you know, continue to say, I'm fine with the baby steps until we get back to normalcy, as long as everybody is doing so in a safe and healthy manner. And hopefully that looks to continue to be the case. It looks like we're heading in that right direction. Let's not give up. Let's not celebrate this touchdown before we cross the goal line, folks. That's all I'm trying to say. But that is going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening in to this edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. Make sure you go check out all the other great content across the Locked On Podcast Network, including today's episode of Locked On Big Ten, going through various win totals for Big Ten East teams. And of course, today on the Locked On Today podcast, why is it Tebow time in Jacksonville? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, while you're at it, make sure you're following the Locked On Nate Alliance podcast on that Odyssey app or your favorite podcasting app of choice. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews if they are available. Take a screenshot of it and send it to us on our Twitter account at Locked On Nittany. And we'll give you a special shout out on the podcast when we see them come through. Again, we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, all using the username LockedOnNittany. I am Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter, at KevinOnCFB. Check out some continuing Penn State coverage over on NittanyAlliancewire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And, of course, you can check out some of my other contributions on AthlonSports.com. And if you want to help me out a little bit more, you can check me out on Patreon at Patreon.com slash KevinMcGuire. That's going to do it for today's episode. Go out and have a wonderful Wednesday. Come back. We'll do it all again on Thursday. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Bye.